Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello and thank you for joining in for another episode of Therapy Is Life. I have Dr. Bobby Armstrong and Anthony Miller to continue our discussion on mental health and the black church. In this episode, we're gonna talk about some some ways we can continue to evolve and improve the relationship between the black church and mental health services. We've talked about how early on the church experience, the spiritual experience provided hope. It gave us self-esteem. We realized that the stigma related to mental health services kind of held us back and we didn't really engage. And we saw some of the issues around faith, around some of the messages that we experience that might lead us to feel that we don't need to engage in mental health services. But we see that a lot of pastors, a lot of our young people are being more open to mental health services. And in this episode, we wanna make some suggestions about what we can do moving forward to continue to improve the relationship between mental health and the black church. So you guys, are y'all ready? Yes, sir. Okay, let's do it. Number one, continuous education of ministers and church leaders around what mental health is. Do you think we need to continue to improve in those areas and, and maybe what, how we might want to do that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the ACPE, uh, which is a uh, chaplaincy organization that uh, licensed chaplains, uh, they have a whole mental health course. Uh, that chaplains and pastors can subscribe to and uh, just get the CE courses that they need, continue education courses. Um, and it's an evolving world. These, these are evolving times. We have to learn how the Apostle Paul said, you know, meet them on their level. Uh, we have to know how to meet our people where they are. So the education is very important. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I will give my uh, local church credit uh, two years ago, they asked me to speak about mental health. So the fact that they actually brought a professional in to talk to the congregation about what mental health is and how to seek professional help, I think that's a big thing. The more the congregations, the more the minister, because they come into contact with a lot of people. And some of those issues, they try to handle it, but they know they really can't. But because the person is in front of them, they do their very best, which is commendable. Mm -hmm. But if they can refer out to mental health professionals that are local to the area, that's what more of the church members need. Mm -hmm. They need to know, okay, I can come to the pastor, but if it's an issue the pastor cannot handle appropriately or effectively, that pastor is gonna likely refer me and I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the pastor does refer and sometimes the saint might be, uh, wait a minute, I came to you, Pastor. That's I came to you. I don't want to go to a mental health professional. 
So on both ends, the church has to be willing to say there's some issues that a mental health professional can handle and the, the, the member of the congregation got to be, be willing to take that pastor's advice. And if I can piggyback on what uh, Brother Tony just said, uh, and that's where a good referral networking system would come into play. Because uh, there are plenty of therapists out there uh, who are believers. Right. Plenty of them. Uh, and, they, you know, they don't always have to bring the faith based aspect into therapy. They can handle it clearly on a clinical basis. But there, there should be a referral source there. Right. You, you know, here in Cleveland, we Cleveland, we have the what? The Professional Black Christian Therapist Network. All right. <laughs> I might need to start that in North Carolina. <laughs> yes. yes. And, and so it's focusing on bringing mental health to the black church and trying to give awareness and understanding about what mental health is. Mm -hmm. I think it's critical that we get people to understand that your mental health is just as your physical health is just as important. In fact, many of our physical ailments yeah. are due to the yeah. fact that we don't address our mental health issues. That's you why there's you know. a relation yeah. between the two. That's right. Uh, um, you, that, that scripture in Proverbs, so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know? That's right. So, so our heart and our mind manifest what we feel in our bodies. Does you can't separate blood pressure issues. You, you yeah, can't you separate any of it. Your heart, your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys, your gallbladder, your large and small intestine. You you can't separate none of that stuff from who you are and your spiritual life. It it all God knew what he was doing when he designed us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He is the perfect engineer, architect. This body that we have and all of our organs. Mm -hmm. It's all intricately entwined. Yes, it is. And, what's, and when one part of it is not functioning right, it can impact everything, the whole system. Mm -hmm. And you got to address it. Like some yeah. men, some some men wait to the very last minute to go to see a physical physician. Mm. If if men do that, you know, and we're supposed to be the leaders in the black church, we like to say the men are the spiritual leaders of their home. Mm. But we can't wait to the last minute. We can't wait till we can't walk. To go see a physician so we have to be encouraged to go see for the my heart issue my physical heart as well as how i'm feeling am i do i have a down mood do i not like people anymore do i not want to be around people do i hate myself all those issues a therapist can address but the black man who is in the black church has to go because he is the leader of his family mm -hmm. if he has one mm -hmm. And, and as you said, how the body is intricately connected, you know, we look at the emotional self, mm -hmm. the way we think. Some people can think themselves sick, exactly. you know, because they don't know how to process through what they're going through. And I'm, I'm big on processing, if you haven't figured that out already. Yes. Uh, because processing, that's where it starts. That's where you get to the root cause of the matter. And I'm all about getting down to the root. What's causing this? So I, I know I'm not the uh, host, but I got a question. Yeah, you can you ask the question, brother. So the process, uh, the young man, the, the analogy that you gave was an analogy. The um, when you talked about the 27 year old African American male. So let's just say he comes to see one of us for six sessions. 
but we know he needs five more, but he won't come back. Is it because he's getting close to a salute? Could it be because he's getting close to a solution and doesn't want to hear it? Very well could be. Very well could be. Uh, or he could be scared uh, of what he's feeling because this is something new that he's never felt before and he's not understanding it and it's scaring him away because he's now being open because before he couldn't go to his father and be open. Uh, he had did all this praying, praying, praying with no result. Right. And so sometimes therapy can scare you because you're opening up a part of yourself that has been closed off so long. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> therapy can scare some people because you're opening up a part of yourself that has been closed off for so long. Uh, what I what I would do is just encourage this young man, continue on the journey that you're on. You know, I try not to be so clinical when it comes down to some black men. I try not to be so clinical because, you know, brothers, we ain't all for the clinical mumbo jumbo. You know, let's get straight to the point. Let's get straight to the matter. So I'm going to be a straight shooter with you, brother. You're on the right track. Stay on the right path. I need you to come back. Sometimes that 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 hearing the word, I need you to come back, mm. it gives them a sense of, okay, this man cares. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He cares. Whereas when I went to daddy, pastor daddy there, he didn't care. He was like, boy, go pray. But I'm sitting in front of this man that I ain't never seen before for the last five or six times. And he's telling me that he cares about me. Mm. It's compassion. Yes. And we have to be compassionate in what we do as therapists. You know, I want to add on what you guys just said. I think, number one, that is so important to tell people when we talk about intervention. is to tell people when you first come to therapy, it won't solve all your problems. Absolutely. You'll start, you'll start digging into your mess and things might get messy first mm -hmm. because you're talking about everything you're feeling that's going wrong. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I want to say to Dr. Armstrong's point about the father, the father sees the son and hears what the son is saying, but he tells him to pray because he's now using his spiritual position as a defense mechanism to not deal with how he feels about not being not being an adequate father. And who's to know? You know, and think about it, that may be all the father knows. Yes. You know, but because now we're going back generations because his father wasn't an open dad where you could, you know, yes. he could just sit down and talk to him. So he's kind of being the same mirror image of his father. And he doesn't want his son to be soft. So boy, come on, man up. Yeah, man up. And, and we have to remember a lot of and times like, the worst things that we can say to our male children is man up. Mm. Have you taught them to be a man yet? Mm. Exactly. So, the, so Go ahead, uh, Tony. Br brother Bobby, if he does come back, mm -hmm. I need you to come back, brother. Come on back. Mm -hmm. Would you, would you tell, would you use the words, this, this stuff that you're feeling, this uncomfortable feeling that you're experiencing, it's just a part of the process. Would you use the word process or no? I would. I would, because it is that, a process. There's no need to sit in therapy and create a magical realm of what the person is going through. Let's, let's, let's learn to be direct. This is a process, my brother, all right? It's just like if you had surgery, all right? 
And the surgeon tells you, okay, when you get home, you're going to take these pain meds and then you're going to put some ice on the, on the, on the, on the wound. So you don't have any inflammation. And then we're going to bring you into physical therapy. It's a process. Mm. It's just a mental process yeah. and an emotional process because, mm. you know, we have a bad rap of being shrinks. But what I tell people is we're not shrinks. We're just trying to lessen the negative side and show you more of the positive side of things. We're not shrinking you. We're actually trying to get you to expand. Yes, absolutely. That's and just no, That's just a little step. That's all that. That's all. Yeah. And, and I think what that does is, is, which is another important step, is trying to normalize the idea of thinking, feeling, and working through your emotions. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times in life, as we were talking about the couple earlier also, we're not taught to think, feel, and process what we feel, to give some nomenclature, some language, some voice to mm-hmm. what our problems are. And we need to identify with people. That's what therapy does. It allows us to provide a voice for what we're feeling and thinking on the inside, that stuff that we've been holding in. You know, because some of us have grown up in environments well, boy, don't ever say nothing to me. Don't don't ever talk back. Don't mm-hmm. don't don't you know? Not realizing that there has to be times that we're allowed to express our feelings and our and our emotions and our thoughts, because that allows us to grow up and be more assertive. Mm-hmm. But if we're told to be quiet and and and, and never express ourselves, or we're told we are hard headed all the time. Mm-hmm. And see, and that goes back to your 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 other segment. You know, that's right. that really master mentality thing. Boy, shut up. Sit down. To me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Talk back to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, look, I, I need to tell you something, but you mm-hmm. don't hear it. So so then we, when we when, then when we see the anger or the extreme passivity or the mm-hmm. depressive nature, we wonder why we see it. But mm-hmm. we never allow for identifying emotion, mm-hmm. emotion, processing what we feel and then making decisions value decisions around these thoughts feelings and uh create that lead to different types of experiences Mm -hmm. and so boom there we go that's why it's important for us to learn about mental health we can't just do that in a sermon on sunday morning and then you have your proverbial angry black man yeah there you go boom and you know that's what they're going to label us as that angry black man yeah 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 now you may not be voicefully angry but your body language may seem angry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And, and and I think we have to challenge the 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 voice that's out there that to be good Christian or Christians or to be uh good believers, that means that we have to sacrifice all and not leave anything for ourselves. Because I am a sure advocate for self-care. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna have anything. Ain't nobody else gonna do it. Nobody else, in fact. In fact, brothers, you know what? I, I was thinking and I, and I was feeling in my heart. I said, you know what? We should do a focus just on pastors. Because, you know, pastors, they go through so much. And we and we oftentimes think about the pastors that got the mega churches and they got, they got these really nice houses. But, but there's a lot of the pastors out here that are struggling. And they're oh, going yeah. through the process. Oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah, they get up, they preach, they, they tell everybody about the greatness of God and all this kind of stuff. And, yeah, in their own life, they're struggling. And so they're in their own little closet, struggling with their feelings and emotions and, 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 and can't seek help because if they feel like they seek help, 
they're going to be looked at as a liar or a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, uh, NAMI, National Science uh, Association of uh, Mental Health, they did a thing on the black church and that their conclusion was the black church needs to do better. Right. With mental health. Right. That was their conclusion. They just need to do better. Right. Yes. And I think I think we're all in agreement. There can be some improvement. Right. So we, we definitely need to put the message out there that mental health is important. We need to do more collaboration and working and referrals to connect mental health professionals with the black church. Mm-hmm. I think we also need to teach our members first mental health first aid, helping them understand what to say in situations. Because mm-hmm. you know what? I think it's really unfortunate when people struggle with grief. The first thing people want to say is they're in a better place. Uh, well, you know, that's just what we've, that's what's been instilled in us. Hey, they're in a better place. No more pain. Okay, but what about the pain I'm going through that they're in a better place? Yeah, you know what? I, I like to say on that, you know, I like to say on that, I said, you know what? Jesus wept about Lazarus, yes, even he though he knew he was going to wake him up. Come on now. Y'all, help me. I don't know. I don't know faith, but I'm not supposed to feel sad. It's the shortest scripture in the Bible. Jesus wept. But he knew what he was going to do. He was he was confident about what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. But he wept anyway. Mm-hmm. Because he felt something about the loss. Yeah. And so when we tell people, again, not allowing us to put a language to what we feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, even, okay. even on the cross, when he knew he he himself was about to die, exactly. Right? He made sure that his mother was taken care of. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So the, the reality yeah. of it is, is that the spiritual and the mental they work together, and mm-hmm. I, I think we need to do a better job of realizing that we're not crazy. We're trying to serve God. But we also trying to maintain our sanity. So we need to deal with our mental health. Mm-hmm. And understand the Bible itself says that there are different gifts of the spirit. Exactly. Yeah. We all have a gift. So if you feel we, depressed, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Tom. We have uh, w- one of the things that I, I encounter is a lot of times, especially as you know, men, they don't know where or how to begin the process of therapy they don't know who to call Mm -hmm. they don't they just don't know well where do i go who do i speak to what number is out there so i'll just give a general way to go psychologytoday.com for those who are listening Mm psychologytoday.com put in your city or your zip code and you'll see some therapists their face and the description of who they serve best will pop up you might even get a video because i got a video on mine yeah, and yeah, I got a video on mine too. <laughs> that's how you can get it started. Mm-hmm. In the example of the 27 year old young African American male, his, his pastor, his father, who's a pastor, couldn't help him for whatever reason. So he might be like, Well, where do I go? Mm-hmm. The couple that McGee mentioned earlier, whoever initiated therapy, how do I start couples counseling? Mm-hmm. One of the ways that you can easily do it, psychologytoday.com, put in your zip code or your city or your state and go from there and you can even filter it down to what type of therapist you want yes male female african-american white faith-based it's all on there exactly sounds good well thank you guys i got anything else i want to add i'm good thank you 
Anthony, thank You're you. You're welcome. Dr. Bobby. You're thank welcome. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And I'm Gerald McGee. If you like this discussion, please like, subscribe. And I always like comments, comments, and more comments because it makes the world go round. Shuds. If you want to improve yourself, give feedback to somebody. And if they're open to it, they might become much better at what they do. So, hey, if you like us, like, subscribe, leave the comments, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, brothers. And this is Black History. Three black men sitting here, right here in February, in our professions, doing our thing. Hey, more power to you, brothers. Talk to you later. <laughs> All right. You're right.